Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. If you're a fan of high-scoring offense, you were not a fan of the Thursday night football game. Which team playing in this weekend's wild card round in Major League Baseball could make a deep playoff run? Can we get you ready for some key matchups this Sunday? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. It was hardly the greatest show on turf. A 12-9 rock fight in overtime between Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson in the Are We Sure They're Not Cooked Bowl? And the Colts end up getting a crucial win, let's be honest, for a season Mm -hmm. that was slipping away from them in a hurry. Joining me now from Locked On Colts, Jake Arthur. And Jake, I am going to be very glad in about five minutes when we don't have to talk about this game ever again. Unfortunately, you do after this, but uh, let's talk about this one because this was an important game for the Colts even after they beat the Chiefs because this this season has not gone the way that they planned so far. No, not at all. And being in the AFC South is is kind of their only gift of this awful start that they've had is no other team really wants to run away with it either. Uh, they're winless against the division, but 2-0 against the, the AFC West, so that's nice. Um, they're going to have to win these games and take advantage of other other Cretans and lower level bottom feeders right now, and that's what they did. Neither of these teams wanted to win, and the Colts were the were the ones that said, "Yeah, we might as well." How do you diagnose what's going on with this offense? Because they they spent a lot of money to make the mm-hmm. offensive line work. They, of course, no Jonathan Taylor, no running back perhaps in the entire league is more impactful to either have out there or in this case, not have out there. But Matt Ryan was brought in to be an upgrade over Carson Wentz. And to Mm -hmm. date, he does not look like much of an upgrade over Carson Wentz. So why is that? Yeah, so it all starts with the offensive line. It's for whatever reason, it's just not going well. They did bring in two new starters this year, but they weren't really the guys that were causing this downfall the first few weeks. Um, you know, you have these pillars and Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and Braden Smith. Uh, Nelson's been all right, but Ryan Kelly, who is in charge of of protection calls throughout the week, you're getting free blitzers through the A gap. They're getting them everywhere, and then. Braden Smith had been a turnstile through the, the early portion of the season. So the guys you're really relying on were just dropping the ball left and right. And so I think it's very clear that Matt Ryan is not the type of quarterback that can transcend his 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 bad protection. He's not Andrew Luck, obviously. Uh, he's got to have good, good protection around him. He's got to have everything being solid. I think he can be a good quarterback, but not by himself. He's not going to be that type of guy that carries everyone. Not exactly Kyler Murray with his legs, Matt Ryan. I've often said right. that about him. <laughs> but but defensively, this team has been pretty good this season, even without mm-hmm. some of their top guys. Shaquille Leonard has missed time. DeForest Buckner has not been as dominant as we, we are accustomed to seeing him. But you see Stephon Gilmore in this game makes the game-winning play on fourth and one, has the interception in the end zone. What do you what do you like about what you see from this Colts defense? Because that seems like if they're going to win, it's going to be because Jonathan Taylor is Jonathan Taylor, and this defense holds teams to, well, nine. Yeah, 
uh, overall, the, the defense has been pretty good. Uh, the line has started to come on a little bit. Uh, Quiddy Pay is getting better and better. Now, unfortunately, it looks like he may have had a pretty bad injury. Yep. He's grabbing the, the back lower left leg. Fingers crossed it's not an Achilles, but yeah, that's what you think that. of immediately. Uh, and Gawkway's starting to heat up. Buckner had two sacks tonight. Yep. He had a slow start, but is starting to look himself. Gilmore, I, I just tweeted out right at the end of that game, that game ceiling pick. He's proving to be worth every penny. Uh, he's had kind of one rough stretch so far. Uh, he was matched up against Evan Ingram against Jacksonville, but otherwise he's been great. He forced the game-winning interception against the Chiefs. Uh, he he batted Mahomes' pass, and it was picked off by, by another Colt. So he's been really clutch. His coverage has been great. Uh, these linebackers are kind of coming on, especially Bobby Okereke. Uh We'll see what it looks like when Leonard is back. He unfortunately, his return was about a quarter and a half last week. He went out with a concussion. So we'll see what it looks like when he comes back. They could definitely use his playmaking because they've still struggled to create turnovers overall. And that used to be their bread and butter of the whole defense. Stay up to date all year on the Indianapolis Colts by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Colts podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, which wildcard team will make a deep run in the Major League Baseball playoffs? Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. The Green Bay Packers are listed as the home team in London and are favored. Like they're the home team. Bet Online likes the Packers over the New York football Giants by nine points. The Washington Commanders are home dogs to the Tennessee Titans, but not by much. Bet Online likes the Titans by one and a half. And the Sunday night game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens favors the home team ever so slightly. Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite in that one. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears has some interesting thoughts about the performance of Justin Fields. Chicago's OC Luke Getze said, I don't think he's had a rough month. I think he's gotten better each week. I think he's growing tremendously, and you know, it's not easy. For reference, Fields ranks last in the NFL in completions, in attempts, in passer rating, and in interception percentage. As a team, Chicago is 32nd in total passing and passing yards per game and is at the bottom of other statistical passing categories, including... The fewest first downs earned by passing and tied for the lowest number of touchdown passes. Luke Getze was also asked about Justin Fields' completion percentage. You know that 50% number. And Getze said it actually should be worse because there were about eight or nine times when Fields should have thrown the ball away instead of taking a sack. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2022 Bears offense. It's been a week for fans suing NFL teams and players. Now we have a fan mad about a flag. The New England Patriots caused irreparable damage to a U.S. flag signed by Tom Brady by improperly displaying it in the team's Hall of Fame at Gillette Stadium. At least that's what the flag's owner contends in a federal lawsuit. After the flag had been on display a couple of months, Brady's signature written in blue Sharpie had significantly faded, which reduced the flag's value by as much as... A million dollars, according to the suit filed against the team Wednesday in Boston. This seems like a classic case of why do you let them borrow the thing in the first place? But I'm not a lawyer. 
Nick Saban may not have a decision on whether quarterback Bryce Young will start in Alabama's game against Texas A&M this Saturday until pre-game warm-ups. Saban said there's no structural damage to quarterback Bryce Young's right-throwing shoulder and that he threw some in practice on Wednesday. Saban said Bryce has been practicing and all week he's been saying that he could play, but that's going to be a medical decision. We've got some time and I want to talk more to Bryce. The plan for Alabama's medical staff was for Young not to throw on Thursday and instead rest his shoulder. Draymond Green apologized to the Golden State Warriors on Thursday morning for an altercation with Jordan Poole the day before, according to general manager Bob Myers. Green subsequently left the training facilities and is not expected back until Saturday. The Warriors are still in the process of disciplining Green, but Myers said he does not expect them to miss any games due to punishment. Myers said, these things happen. Nobody likes it. We don't condone it, but it happens. Draymond apologized to the team. Jordan was there in the room. As far as any suspension, punishment, fine. We will handle that internally. In other words, this is it. Los Angeles Angels star Shohei Otani has already agreed to a $30 million contract for 2023, his final campaign before free agency. And the club believes it has a shot to keep the two-way talent. I think it's step one, general manager Perry Menagian said of Otani's new deal. The Angels announced the one-year deal with Otani last week, avoiding a potentially complicated arbitration case with the 2021 AL MVP. Otani's deal is fully guaranteed with no other provisions. The deal is the largest one-year contract ever given to an arbitration-eligible player, surpassing the $27 million given to Mookie Betts by the Boston Red Sox in January 2020. Spoiler alert. He did not last in Boston. A month later, he was traded to the LA Dodgers. Here is another story you need to know. The leaves are starting to fall off the trees. The wind is getting a little colder, which means it's playoff baseball time. First pitch, 12.07 uh, on Friday. It's the Rays and the Guardians. Then we've got Phillies, Cardinals. We've got Mariners, Blue Jays, and Padres, Mets in the nightcap. Joining me now, Paul Sully Sullivan from Locked on MLB in a revamped postseason format, wild card format. And Sully, I want to start with uh, th that format. No game 163, which I, I personally really liked. Now part of this is born out of what happened in the spring. But what do you think of this new best of three? L let's... Let's get into these series kinds of playoff format. Every time there's been a change in the playoff format in my lifetime, I've been against it, and then I've wound up loving it. <laughs> so I'm just going into it saying I'm going to love this. Uh, it's difficult to tell because it hasn't unfolded yet. There is a certain uh, miscarriage of justice to have it, some teams that have been wonderfully talented, uh, like uh, just the first start that comes to my mind would be the 2015 Pirates who had their entire season whittled down to facing Jake Arrieta once. Uh, mm. I, I, there's some justice to this. Uh, I, I, I think that if you're going to expand the playoffs, I think you should probably shorten the season as well. Part of the reason that 162 games worked was that the playoffs were a crapshoot, but only a tiny sliver of them got in. So ch the chances are one of the best teams was going to make it. Uh, this round was designed based upon the COVID year where they had to take advantage of the fact of a short schedule. And I think that uh, this would be better off for baseball. Baseball would be better served if these playoffs started in September. Uh, and I think that instead of ending in November. 
but we'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to the the kind of the sudden death after today. It's going to be winner go home for four teams on Saturday. And by the way, you mentioned those start times. Uh, it's 9.07 start time in the morning here in Los Angeles. <laughs> I have an early meeting at my job at 9, and the Rays will be playing the Guardians. Uh, I'm going to throw this out. All four games should be played simultaneously. That's what should happen. They well, should to, prevent, have all... to prevent people from quiet quitting, I think that would probably be uh, well, I, a, a good rule on that. I, the, the other thing, to your point, the Mets are playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They won 101 games. Yeah, No one well, in the National League who is also playing on Friday is even within eight games of them. So it's just sort of like, Yes, they have an extra game. They don't have to play game 163 where it's one game. But if they lose tonight, it's one game or they're done tomorrow, which is part of why this is number one exciting. But number two, you know, maybe maybe slightly more equitable, but only slightly more. If you're going to pick a team that we're going to see one of these eight that you think, okay, well, they could they could win this game, win Saturday or win Sunday, uh, get hot and and make a run. What team is it? Cleveland. Mm. Uh, I think Cleveland has they they they're young. They they were they have nothing to lose. They have a very good pitching staff. Bieber's pitched very very well. They have a pain in the neck offense. It's not a slugger offense, but they're like first to third, kind of like Kansas City in 2015. Uh, and they have a dynamic bullpen. I think they're going to beat Tampa. I think they're going to win two in Tampa. That would send them to the Yankees with their pitching staff. All they have to do is shut down Aaron Judge. And I would take the Cleveland bullpen. I think the pitching is a wash. And Has Aaron Judge been having a good season? I haven't been paying attention to any sport ever. You, He is obviously outstanding, <laughs> but he's masked the fact that the rest of the team is only okay offensively. Yeah. And you could, if you are facing a really good pitcher every day and expect to not give Judge anything to hit, I think Cleveland could go a long way. I, it, it, I, it also, I think, is worth mentioning the Mets won 101 games. Like, this was yes. supposed to be the team. And so I maybe I only say that because I have a, a Mets-Yankees World Series bet. But, you know, they also have a lot of could. talent. Of course they could, yeah. yeah. But I, I think that Cleveland, uh, if the Mets win, c- congratulations, you play Los Angeles in the next round. I think I think L.A. is poised to beat the Mets. And I think Cleveland could potentially beat the Yankees. And there's your Subway Series bet. The bad news for my bet, but I think good news for baseball. Spicy. I love it. Sully, thank you, man. Stay up to date all postseason on Major League Baseball by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On MLB podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, we take a look at a few interesting NFL football games this weekend. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of users and new features launching all the time, including a new over-under prompt in your fantasy game. You already have the platform. The Sleeper platform is my go-to for my fantasy games. I play fantasy football in Sleeper because it looks better. It just is better for my user experience. And now I can play the over-under right in an app that I'm already looking at Probably way too much. Honestly, I'm a little obsessed with my fantasy teams, okay? And so now I can just pick a couple players, take the over or the under of their 
receiving yards, let's say, for receivers. I'm big into receivers. And then if I pick correctly, I can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money I put in. You're not going to get those payouts any other place. And it's in the interface you're already using for your fantasy teams. So you have group chats. You can talk your smack. All that good stuff. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play. They're over under game and we have a listener group. Go to sleeper.com slash locked on today and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Again, that's sleeper.com slash locked on today to get a hundred dollar deposit match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. A matchup of two, two and two teams. A little bit of a tongue twister that we are trying to figure out is going on in Cleveland this Sunday. The Chargers are slightly favored over the Browns, but this looks like a close matchup. David Drogemeyer from Locked On Chargers has a few thoughts on how the Bolts can get the win. The Los Angeles Chargers open up week five on the road in Cleveland against the Browns and expect the Browns to run the ball a lot. This is David Drogemeyer of the Locked On Chargers podcast. Your keys for success is to sell out, stop the run. The Browns run the ball more than they pass the ball. And it's one of the few teams in the league that do that. But when you have guys like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running the football, you would give them the ball a lot too. Kareem Hunt is averaging 4.3 yards per carry. Nick Chubb is averaging 5.7 yards per carry. And the Chargers have given up 5.4 yards per carry. So they're going to run the ball. The Chargers need to sell out to stop it. On offense, the key for success here is to let Herbie cook. Let him attack down the field on those early downs. Get the offense going. Keep those chains moving. And try to isolate safety Grant Delpit in one-on-one coverage. He's given up eight receptions on nine targets for 184 yards this season. But for more on this game and for more on the Chargers, please check out Locked On Chargers, your team every day. The Pittsburgh Steelers have no shot, right? Not a chance they'll beat the Buffalo Bills. If they do, Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers knows just how it will happen. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast, and here are your Steelers keys to week five against the Buffalo Bills. The Steelers pulled off the upset against the Buffalo Bills last year in Buffalo, but this year they are 14-point underdogs, the first time in franchise history since 1970, the NFL merger, that they were 14-point underdogs heading into a game. But when they're going against the Bills, everyone's going to be looking at Kenny Pickett getting his first NFL start. And a lot of people are going to look for points. But the biggest thing that Kenny Pickett needs to do in this game is keep drives alive. The Steelers right now have the second worst time of possession in the NFL, second only to the Carolina Panthers. They average 25 minutes and 42 seconds of possessing the ball per game. Compare compare that to the top of the league with the Cleveland Browns with 35 minutes and 38 seconds. And you can see there's a problem there that the Steelers are facing. Their defense is getting tired out. And it's not allowing their their offense many other chances to keep drives alive. In, in, In addition, when you look at the average time, they're averaging only two minutes and 19 seconds per drive on the field. Part of that has been failures on third downs. Right now, they're at 37.3% on third downs, ranking 20th in the league. But Kenny Pickett, after Mitch Trubisky went one for six on third downs last week, came in and went five for six last week and converted the one time he missed on third down on fourth down. The hope for the Steelers is that he keeps the offense on the field, takes what's there, and makes enough plays to keep the offense sustained with sustained drives on the field to hope that the Steelers' defense cannot be on the field as long and get them rest so that they can be healthy in the fourth quarter. Hasn't been that for the Steelers for a while since they beat the Bengals in week one. I don't like the Steelers to win, but I kind of like them to cover on Sunday. 
And the Sunday night matchup will be an early season barometer for the AFC North. This is a great one. The Ravens and the Bengals meet in Baltimore. James Rapine from Locked On Bengals looks at how the Bengals can come out on top. The Bengals offense has to continue to trend in the right direction if they're going to beat the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. Hi again, everyone. I'm James Rapine from the Locked On Bengals podcast in the Bengals Well, their offense has shown signs of life in recent weeks, posting 27 points in each of the past two contests. But an offense that has Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and all of these weapons, well, it's been a bit of an underwhelming start. And so if they're going to go into Baltimore and outscore a team led by Lamar Jackson that's close to averaging 30-plus points a game, of course they're going to have to slow down Lamar and company. But the offense is going to have to do its part and maybe carry this team to their first win of the season where the defense hasn't dominated. For more on this matchup, make sure you listen to the Locked on Bengals podcast wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And finally, what if on the heels of a dismal June where he hit 158 and failed to smash a single home run in a month For only the second time in his career, Cardinals superstar slugger Albert Pujols had never found his picturesque swing. What if Pujols had grown so frustrated over his lack of production that he had walked away from the game? What if he had just said, I've had enough? As it was, he almost did. Pujols revealed in a candid interview with MLB.com that yes, he came close to not playing out a full season. It's why during his retirement ceremony last Sunday, he told the crowd, that there were times he wondered what he was doing playing a 22nd MLB season. And it turned into a magical one. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday, who looks like the top dog in the NFL after week five? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.